Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. Today I'm joined by Rod Longo and Rachel Clark. Welcome one and all. Good to be Thank here, brother. You, awesome, awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 through 20. But before we break open the bread of life to see how Jesus wants to speak to us today, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in to help us on this journey with Christ? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as your children. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for now, the gift of now that you want to live with us. You want us to, to turn to you Jump up on your lap. So, Lord, we just uh, we pray, place ourselves in your presence, and we thank you for the gift of the gospel that we're going to read. Thank you for loving us so much that you, that you gave us this beautiful gift of your word uh, alive in every aspect of our lives. So as we break open the gospel, please help us have an open heart, an open heart to hear what you want to say to us, uh, fill us with courage to then live the gospel, any, any message, any call to action that you're giving us, Lord, just please give us the courage to, to live the gospel uh, at home, at school, at our workplace, uh, in the supermarket, wherever we go, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Father, the Son, Father, Holy Son, Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Rachel, do you mind giving us a little gospel love? Sure. So today's is Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. As you were reading, Rachel, it really caught my attention this time. When Jesus asked the question of his disciples, that's each and every one of us that are here today, here listening and speaking, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And the disciples reply, well, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, and and, and one, or one of the prophets. You notice what Jesus doesn't say? He doesn't say, hey, you know, here's what I want you to do. Go out and you tell every one of those people they're wrong. I am the Christ. He doesn't do that. Normal human instinct would say, well, hey, wait, wait, wait. 
God's God's God. I'm going to go tell everybody the truth. What he says is, who do you say that I am? Because it starts with you. Your recognition in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is God incarnate. The Word became flesh. And invite him to sit on the throne of your heart so that he rules in your life and directs your path, being obedient to the will of the Father, speaking what the Father wants you to speak. That relationship between the Son and the Father, the daughter and the Father, that's what God wants for each of us. So for me, who who do I say? Don't look at all the people and their opinion of what Jesus is or who Jesus is. It's all about my heart because then God wants to use my heart to take his truth into the world, his truth of unconditional love, of mercy, of compassion, not judgment. I think the world needs a little of that now. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, God is so good. He, he, just, uh, he wants that personal relationship with us. He wants us to, to not be afraid to, to claim him as our Lord, our Savior, our best friend, and share that with people. So Jesus is asking us, and, and our answer is in our life. How do we live our life? How do we speak? How do we act? Um, how do we conduct our business? Uh, so Jesus is asking us today, who do you say that I am? And talk is cheap. Uh, he's calling us to action. That we, the, by the way we live, we are showing to the world that we are his. And, uh, and, and we are inviting people into getting to know him just through being Jesus, being him in the world. Amen. And following the Lord, when you're, when you're living that in real life, it's not following the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you might feel like you're all alone in this, but you're not. There are people that follow God all over the place, but it's a step that you take in that direction to separate yourself from worldly desires or things of the world and truly giving yourself wholly to Christ. And then I believe that's when you truly become your full self is when you're in him. Beautiful. And Rob, you inspired me when you were sharing of a song. What the world needs now <laughs> ah. is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. You know, when we take God's love into this world, it pierces the heart because you see God is love. And so for me, taking that love into the world, that light of hope is so important every day to the person we meet on the streets, in a convenience store, to our family at home. And the only way to do that is to stay in communion, common union with the heart of Jesus Christ, with the mind of Christ, and then allow Jesus Christ take us into the deep water in that relationship with the Father. Because Jesus Christ came to this world for one thing. And that one thing is to do the will of the Father to speak what the Father told him to speak. So, man, for me, take me, Lord Jesus, by the hand into the deep water and draw me into that divine intimacy with the Father through the Son and the guidance and the light of the Holy Spirit. I'm all in. Use me to bring your love into the world because it is love that conquers all. So you're going to join him in song. Rachel? Well, I think I think David needs a record signing going on here. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the world needs love to be delivered to uh, to out in the highways and byways, not just kind of stuck uh, and trapped in our in our small little little pockets. Um, so, David, I don't know if, if you remember the the homily we heard earlier in the week, 
uh, the priest was challenging us not to be shepherds, shepherding shepherds, that mm, we need yeah. to go. We need to go out to, to, the, to the lost sheep. We need to go out wow. and bring what we're experiencing here at, in, in, this, in the studio, Reflections from the Heart, what we experience when we're at a gospel reflection, whether it's live or on conference call, you know, however we're doing that now. Um, but we just can't be shepherds, shepherding shepherds. We have to go. And now people are just starving and thirsting for, yeah. for that love. Well, and it's a lot easier to shepherd the shepherds too. You know, what your daughter Grace is doing is really going out there and shepherding the sheep. Mm. It's very easy to shepherd the shepherds though. The other line that jumped out at me, because we always say them, well, how do I do that? Well, it's right here. Jesus says, I will give you, and he's speaking to each and every one of us, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And you're like, you're going to trust them to me? Well, absolutely. But the keys to the kingdom of heaven are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That relationship that we have with Jesus Christ takes us into the deep, into the relationship with the Father, through the Holy Spirit, that eternal exchange of love. So for me, man, you've given, trusted the keys to us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, to the kingdom of heaven. That is so important for us to understand because it also says that I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Gates are meant to keep people in or to keep others out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with the keys to the kingdom of heaven, we absolutely can go behind the enemy line to free the prisoners, the captives to addiction, the attack, attack, captives that are in the prison of Satan's grip. We have the authority in Jesus Christ to go behind the lines with the keys of the kingdom of heaven to set the captives free. It's what Jesus Christ came to this earth for, to set them free that they may have the abundant life. There is no human soul alive today that is beyond the reach of God. And guess what? God wants to use your feet, your voice, your hands, your eyes to take his love his light into their hearts. Every human heart created has the spark, that seed of God's love within them. And it just needs that breath of the Holy Spirit to start something within that heart. So ladies and gentlemen, be not afraid. Be those instruments God wants to use to take his love and his life to the world, to set the captives free that are behind the gates of the never another world, so to say, that are in the, the prison cells of these addictions of this, these, these things that bind us, let's help set the captives free. I love that, David. And it makes me think of my most recent favorite Bible verse, and that's, though I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Mm. Gives me chills. Wow. And, and this, you know, so, we went, so the gates, I think it goes back to the, you know, we can't be shepherds shepherding shepherds. Um, the gates of the netherworld will not prevail against it. So the church, you know, us, you know, the church militant, we need to yep. bust through yep. the gates yep. and, and set the captives free. We need yep. to, you know, it's not just that they can't come to us, you know, we're protected back here. No, we need to, we need to go and, and, and through the Holy Spirit, just bust through to reach, to reach the prisoners. Be lost. united. Yeah. Stand strong. Hold. Yeah. What did you say earlier? Stand and hold. hold. Stand oh, and stand hold. and hold. It's in Ephesians chapter six. The first thing we're called to do in any spiritual battle is stand. Folding's not an option. The second thing we're called to do: hold. 
And the third realization we need to have is allow God to do the battle. He wants to use us, but it's his battle. Mm-hmm. He wants to do it in us, with us, and through us. If we stand and we hold and we entrust the outcome to God, we will be amazed how God will use us in these spiritual battles to set the captives free. I'm telling you, and fear is one of the most divisive tools the enemy uses to imprison people. Stop. Be not afraid. Pope John Paul II, be not afraid. Jesus Christ, I think 365,000 in the Bible. Be not afraid. Fear is absolutely the restraints of the enemy to, to, to squelch and to hinder the Holy Spirit's work in us, with us, and through us. We are called to be soul savers in the world with Jesus Christ, to go out there and set the captives free. Take up your your mantle, put on your armor, Ephesians chapter 6, and be that instrument God wants to use to bring his son Jesus Christ into the world today, in and through your yes, because you are a member of the body of Christ. You are adopted sons of the Father. Jesus teaches us how to pray, our Father. United with him, he's our Father. Learning lesson for me also is the last sentence. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. And we say, well, why not? Why wouldn't Jesus want you to go out there and tell everybody? And I really think that's something for us to just take to the Lord and ask the Father to reveal to us what he means. For me, it means this. When God whispers something in our hearts that's between the Father and you, the enemy does not know. But once we speak it audibly out into the airwaves, we've alerted the enemy to the reality of that truth of what God spoke in our hearts. So I think the discipline we need is to know when we should or should not speak. And what I always try to do is say a little prayer that says, Holy Spirit, let me share what I'm to share, hear what I'm to hear, and hold my tongue if I'm not to reveal that. And those three pieces, absolutely, share what I'm to share, hear what I'm to hear, and please hold my tongue. What the Lord gave me as a little gift is I actually start to chew in the inside of my lip when I'm not supposed to share something. (laughs) And I go, ooh, I don't think I'm supposed to share that. So I really think what God speaks in the Word 2,000 years ago, He speaks to us today. There are things and a time and a place for all things to be revealed. But having that discipline, because as God says in His Word, when He entrusts us with a little and we're faithful, He'll entrust us with more. So I'm still on the learning curve because I I sometimes share things I shouldn't, and then the enemy knows, and then the attack happens. And so I'm I'm learning to kind of uh, keep it between the Father and I, and it's been a beautiful journey. You know, when when you have people, um, you know, Purple Heart, the the highest honor you can give a a soldier, and, uh, you know, in the the fiercest battles, what they do, you know, it's not that there was an absence of fear. You know, there was fear, but they stepped into the fear. You know, they went and stepped into that that place of fear and, uh, and and had the courage to take those steps. So I think it's okay for us to identify that there is a fear and what that is, and then just ask God for the courage to step in, to step in to that space and you know and allow courage to to overcome the fear. One of the things that just kind of came to me is so, Jesus is asking us and his disciples, you know, well, who do you think I am? But one thing that I just thought of that put a lot of peace on my heart was someday, you know, going up to the pearly gates of heaven and 
thinking that you know who you are and asking Jesus, well, who do you think I am? You know, and you may think good or bad things about yourself. You may think that you're great and you could say, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm a CEO, I'm a leader, I'm a mother, I'm a, you know, whatever it is that you are. Or you may think bad and horrible things about yourself, depending on, you know, what kind of life you're living and what you're going through. And Jesus is going to look at you and say, you are my child with who I am well pleased. Mm. And that just put a lot of peace on my heart when I was thinking about that. And we can probably take that to prayer now. You know, like, Lord, how do, how do you see me? Yeah, you because know, mm. I think we beat ourselves up. We're really hard on ourselves. Um, the Lord sees us as his, you know, as his daughter for you, as his sons for, for David and me. Um, but we're pretty brutal on ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I think if we allow the Lord in prayer and, and quiet to speak to our hearts of what he, of what he sees in us, that could be, that could be a game changer. Yeah. Can I challenge you with a little bit of a question? Sure. <laughs> so my challenge to you would be this, Jesus Christ, his greatest desire is to live in you, with you, and through you. You are part of his body. So when you walk up to the part, part pearly gates, you're still yoked with Christ. Christ is with you. And so when you ask the question, who do you see or who do you say that I am? Ask it of the Father. And then listen. And you know you can do that exercise now. You can say to the Holy Spirit to give you the ears to hear. And then ask the Father what he thinks of you. Ask the Father what he sees in you. And then listen. Because I'm telling you, in the moments I've truly done that, there's been times where I say, I can't take anymore because wow. God, the father wants to pour out his love on you and tell you how precious you are as his daughter and tell you how proud he is of you. And I can't take that. I, I beat myself up all the time. I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know what? That's not God. That's not our father. That's the enemy of our soul. So for all of our listeners, you can absolutely take and go to that quiet place Ask the Holy Spirit to help you and allow the Christ within you to ask the Father the question, Father, Daddy, who do you see? Tell me who you see when you look at me and let the Father tell you how much he loves you. Let him tell you how beautiful and precious you are. Listen to those words because they are coming from your creator who is your Father. And it is humbling, but it's okay. You're receiving it as a precious son or a precious daughter. And we need to hear those words spiritually, just like we need to hear them physically. Yeah, I think there's there's a thirst for within all of us to uh, for affirmation. You know, I think we're we're seeking it in, in many ways. And uh, and the Lord is come to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> look, look, you know, so many times we we take our our challenges, our struggles, and we'll talk about them to every single person we come in contact with <laughs> who can really do nothing yep. uh, about it. And the Lord's just waiting, like, why, why, are you, why are you bringing that one to me? Amen, you know, you're looking forward to, you know, trying to get affirmation out here. And he's like, come spend some time with me. Oh, well, I'm busy toasting yeah. some marshmallows at the campfire. I'm <laughs> complaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've got I, uh, awesome sales trainer I had way back when. It was a, a crew of new salespeople. He said, don't get caught stirring the ain't it awful soup. 
<laughs> and the Anadolu Soup is no matter where you go, no matter what organization you're with, no matter what group you're with, there's always going to be people that love to stir the ain't it awful soup. That's a good one. And if you stand too close to the ain't it awful soup, eventually you're going to get burned by it. So he said, just, just stay away, stay away from, you know, that, that cauldron and stay away from the people that love to stir the ain't it awful soup. That yeah. is a very good one, Rob. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter's name, Petra, means rock. Jesus Christ made a choice to build his church using the foundation of Christ, using the living stone of Peter. And that stone, that rock in Peter, was passed on from generation to generation. And each and every one of us, we are those living stones being built on the original foundation of Christ through the gift of Peter's yes, through the gift of God the Father revealing to him that his son was the Christ. Jesus was the Christ and is the Christ. So for me, ladies and gentlemen, Claim your identity in Christ. You are a living stone building the church today. You are the church in the world as you are in your uniqueness, Christ in the world. St. Paul in the letters of Galatians says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So the more you claim your identity in Christ, yes, in the uniqueness of myself, David Abel, I'm uniquely created by God, formed in my mother's womb, but I'm also uniquely part of the body of Christ, uniquely Christ in the world, never repeated. And I have been given good works the Father's prepared for me to do in advance. And so, man, I'm all in. Who do you want me to go to? Who do you want me to share? How do you want me to use? How do you want to use me today, Father? Because you know what? Scripture commands us to pray without ceasing. That pray without ceasing is that word I used before, is to stay in communion, common union with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in every part of our journey. From going fishing, invite the Father along. Going hunting, come on, Dad, let's go hunting together. The Father wants to experience life to the fullest with you. Jesus Christ wants to experience it in you, with you, and through you. And the Holy Spirit wants to light those inspirations up that come from the Father so that you can step it out one day, one step, and have the abundant life Jesus Christ paid the price for. Name it, claim it, receive it, live it, change this world. Amen. And, and as, as earthly fathers, David, I'll, I'll just ask you this. Does your heart light up when your kids want to be, choose to be with you and want to be with you and say, come on, dad, let's, let's hang out. Does that, does that touch your heart in a special way? You know, it just touched my heart yesterday. My son said, dad, dad, did you call about fishing? Can we go fishing Friday? Let me tell you what, my heart melted. My son wanted to go fishing with me. My son wanted to go to the store with me, the grocery shop. My son, you know, wanted to go swim with me. My son wanted to light fireworks off with me. There's nothing better. He could have done it on his own. He could have done it with his friends, but he wanted to, he chose to do it with me. Rob, that's what God the Father mm. wants. He wants us to choose to want to do it with him. Because he sees his son Jesus in us. He sees the beauty, the creation, the uniqueness of us as members of, of Jesus' body. He sees his son and he wants to play ball. He wants to go hunt. He wants to go fishing. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm telling you, Rob, that's it. When we claim our identity in Christ as precious sons and daughters and walk that out every day, even through the most 
difficult times. You know, I just got a call from my daughter. You know, she, she just had a baby two months ago. Now the baby has Mercer and she has Mercer and she's in the hospital and the baby is at home. It's her first baby. And I'm walking through this storm with her, with her husband, you know, in prayer, woke up at 2.30 in the morning, text my daughter, I'm up praying for you. That's the journey. Doesn't mean we're going to have a life not filled with stuff. We're going to have the stuff. But we turn to the Father. We drop to our knees. We invite the Father to come along to touch and to heal. So important in our journey. No matter what we face, don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. The storms and the waves are always there. Keep your eyes focused on Christ, the ultimate goal, to be united with him for all eternity in heaven. Do you do you look at that every day and say, that's my goal? I'm just a sojourner here. My goal is heaven, united with Christ for all eternity. Now, how many people can God use me to bring along on this journey? And then, I've been crying lately, thinking about the world the way it used to be. Let's think about Jump on the peace journey. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, as you're sharing like how it touched your hearts, you know, it has mine as well. I think the opposite is true, that when we're rejected, uh, Rachel, you're not, you're, you're not a, a, a mom at this point in your life, but I'm sure you've experienced rejection at some mm-hmm. stages. So when we, when we experience that rejection from people, um, you know, sometimes I think of the Father in heaven. It's like, wow, Lord, is this how you feel when, mm. when I don't choose you and when I don't want to hang out with you and when I'm embarrassed to, of you or whatever? So, you know, I think the Lord allows these things to happen, just like this extended period of, of what we're going through right now with, you know, with COVID is like the, this isolation He's given us a little taste of mm-hmm. what what might this like on the way to heaven we experience heaven like kisses from heaven we call them kisses right. from God, but He's given us a little taste like this. if if you don't like this little taste of isolation, mm. imagine eternity isolated, separated, you know, devoid of of love and affection and hugs and kisses and you know. So yeah, everything's God's mercy and he'll turn all things to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, you know, and all the things, including this, he will turn this to good. And the greatest good is our full all in yes to the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, back to Rachel's comment. Don't sit around the campfire and complain. <laughs> Satan's sitting right next to you going, yeah, let's stir those embers. <laughs> Don't do that. Instead of complain, pray. Instead of complain, affirm. Instead of complain, Breathe life into somebody's heart. God bless each and every one of you. Be the world changers God created you to be. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.